That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Thank you for tuning in to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I'm your host, and I really appreciate you being here. So something that has been really top of mind for me is this idea of choice. And when it comes to our careers, maybe things that happen in our families, things that happen around us, it can feel like a lot of circumstances happen to us. And something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately is what does it mean to choose ourselves? And what does that look like, even if it's something we're not used to doing? So I'm really excited to bring on a special guest today who can talk a lot about choosing herself because she has done so in a really big way this year. So please join me in welcoming Miss Annie Papula, who is a content creator, beauty guru, attorney, and just overall that girl. Oh my gosh. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to yeah. chat with you, Les. So. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah. Definitely. So you have had a really big 2023. Like, a lot of change has happened for you this year. Yes. I would love to talk a little bit more about that. Yes. Yeah, it's really funny because 2022 for me was my big like milestone year in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Graduating from law school, yep. taking the bar, passing the bar, moving into my first apartment, starting my first corporate job. Um, and there were a lot of things even from a different vantage point, like I had made this a forest squad, which was also a big career milestone for me. And yes. so I thought 2023 was going to be a calm year. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a year of just, you know, like being still and... This year has been the opposite for me. Mm-hmm. I started in October 2022. I started my first corporate job. So actually almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things were picking up on the content creation side of things. And in March, um, completely unexpectedly got called in for a meeting with, you know, the partner that I was assigned to. And immediately she said, you know, like, it's, Pretty much come to our attention that, you know, you're you work with brands in your capacity as a blogger, as a content creator. And I've been pretty transparent about the fact that I like had a blog, that I was on social media. It was on my resume as an interest of mine. I didn't really like to bring it into the workplace, but it was something that I could use as just like, hey, I have a life. I'm a Mm -hmm. person outside of work, you know, because these type of jobs like at least in theory, when you're interviewing, want to know what else you do. And so that had always been clear. But in this meeting, she essentially told me that I had to stop working with brands and that I had to stop creating sponsored posts because it like went against the outside of work activity policy, which basically said you can't take on any work 
legal or non-legal. And, you know, there was a process for getting exceptions, but that this wasn't really the type of things that they made exceptions for. And so it was pretty crystal clear. And immediately in that moment, I was like, I have to quit this job. Like I was, I vividly remember sitting in that meeting and thinking, I have to quit. Um, And my second thought was, well, what if I stop taking sponsored posts? And I haven't really told anyone that like publicly yet, but there were other parts of the meeting that made me feel like the issue wasn't just the sponsored posts, Mm -hmm. that the sponsored posts were the way that they could get me, but that I shouldn't have had the time to do this, that with the workload of what it means to be at a big law firm and what it seems like the amount of work that goes into being a content creator, that I shouldn't really have the time to do this Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't really, you know, compatible with the profession. And that to me, let it let me feel like even if I stop the sponsored post, it seems like the issue here is creating content. And that was when I really was like, I have to leave this job because I was already pretty restless and growing pretty unhappy with my job there. Mm -hmm. And content creation was like the thing that gets me through it. Like, okay, I don't really love this job, but I have something else that inspires creativity. I have something else that like gets me excited. I have something else that can get me through the non-exciting things. Mm -hmm. And so without that in the picture, I was like, I am truly going to be a miserable person. And like, I cannot lose the one thing that makes this place a little bit more bearable for me. So Mm I left my job at the end of that week. Yeah. I, you know, I knew in that moment to the meeting was on a Tuesday, the day after my 28th birthday, actually. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a little oh bit symbolic. Goodness. I was like, yeah. oh, God is telling me like, I got to be at 28. We're doing something new. Yes. Um, and so by I knew that week that I was leaving. I had spent the week kind of talking to different people, weighing mm-hmm. the options of like, do I try and find another law firm? Mm-hmm. Do I leave and figure it out after that? Do I speak to an employment attorney and figure out if there's anything here, all of those things. And I knew at the end of the week, I was like, I don't want to come back here to work on Monday. On Wednesday, when I left the office, I took my things because Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not coming back to this office. Mm -hmm. And Friday, I submitted a letter of resignation. And I was like, this was my last day of work. Mm -hmm. No two weeks, no anything Mm -hmm. like that. I was like, I'm done here. And like, that's the end of that. So that was probably that was hands down the biggest change that I went through this year. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I just have to say kudos to you for listening to your gut in that moment and just being able to walk out on faith in that way and in abundance in that way. Because I think it would also be understandable if someone's in that position to be like, okay, this is what my employer wants. This is what I should do. I should have a stable X, Y, Z. You know, I've gone to law school. I've done all of these things to get to this point. But you could tell that there was something else there and you really chose what you thought would make you happy. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I think a lot of people also don't realize like I had and I'm not the type of person at all to do something like what I did Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. Like at all. I'm not a risk taker. I'm not the. okay, well, like, you know, forget about it. And I honestly, when I think about it, I don't even know what like possessed me in that moment to act the way that I did. But I really think potentially this past January, I feel like there were just a number of seeds like planted that just like inspired in me the desire to do, to stop wasting time doing things that I don't want to do. I went to the doctor and I I started with a new doctor Mm because I got new insurance. I had a new doctor whatever. And so she's getting to know me and she's like, what do you do? I said, I work at a law firm. Mm -hmm. She asked me if I liked the work that I did. And I was like, no, like, Mm -hmm. no, like it was almost insulting the question. I was like, oh, you don't know how this works. You don't Mm -hmm. get to do the stuff that you like to do straight out of law school. You do the stuff that you have to do. 
And before she left, like at the end of the visit, she was like, we have to get you doing something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And for me, I kind of was just like, what? Like, is it really that simple? Like, or is it even really that serious? Like, I thought most people would have accepted like, oh, yeah, like you do the thing for two years and then you leave. Yeah. And then after that, I had like a friend or a law school classmate who I had come to find out was just doing something so different. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was just so like, oh, like this doesn't make sense. Like we just graduated law school. This person is doing something that does not make sense for what you typically think we're supposed to be doing. And so at that point, like I had texted my friend and I was just like, how long would you give yourself to start doing the things that you want to do? Because Mm -hmm. like, you know, people say two years Mm -hmm. here, three years here. And I'm really just at a place where I'm like, actually like, when like what's the like I thought I was going to be here for three years now it's looking like two now it's looking like one and a half and Mm -hmm. now I'm like at a year I need to be out of here like Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't want to be here and I think like especially as people if you go to school often or if you spend a lot of your years in school like that becomes the okay law school is hard but it's three years and you get through it college is hard but it's four years and you get through it like you know we put a time we say like we just have to stick it out for x amount of time and then and then we get to say that again when it comes to like these large law firms like Mm -hmm. you know it's really hard but just stick it out for two years stick it out for three years and I'm like I don't want my life to be a series of me sticking it out I want to be at a place where I'm like all right like let me get to what I want to do in as little as much time as possible so that's really what I think inspired where where I was when I made that decision mentally definitely and you bring up such a good point where I do think we get conditioned to almost continuously go through these situations where we're constantly pushing through. And obviously in life, there's challenges or different things that may require more of us. But do we want to be in a state where we're constantly pushing through, constantly counting down and we can't enjoy where we are? I'm not saying that I dream of work, right? Like, (laughs) I'm not saying that I have like a dream job, Mm -hmm. but like there are certain things that once I get started working on them, I won't want to stop. Yes. Like, there are certain things that I'll like wake up and I'll be like, oh, I'm excited to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited. And and like it might be planning a dinner party or it might be, you know, putting an outfit together or it might be editing a video. Mm-hmm. And like, even though it's work, like I'm genuinely excited to do the work. And so I would much rather get to the work that I don't have to stick out. And right. I would much rather have the work that I just like I'm excited to do. Mm-hmm. It can still be exhausting, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. like it's fulfilling in a way that the sticking it through work isn't. So yeah, I think we get to this place where we're like, just, you know, stick it out. But I'm just like, sure, like stick it out because work is hard, mm-hmm. but not because like you don't want to do it at all. Yeah, exactly. Like at some point, we want to enjoy the process right. too. If we're only looking forward to a series of destinations, that's really unfulfilling. Right, yeah. right. When was the last time you showed your liver some love? Your liver works really hard supporting your body through filtration and detoxification. And I take care of my liver by taking a shot of Dose each day. Dose has expertly formulated organic wellness shots that support your liver in one delicious drink. 
Dose also has amazing ingredients, including curcumin extract, which is 24 times more bioavailable than the turmeric you get at the store, milk thistle in a form that's eight times more potent than other supplements, organic ginger root and dandelion root, which are all clinically shown to support liver health. And according to a double blind study, your daily dose is shown to support healthy liver enzyme function, supports metabolic health and increases energy levels. Now, I've talked a lot about my successful era that I'm in, and part of my successful era is staying on top of my supplement game each day, and I don't miss my daily dose in the morning. I started taking my dose after breakfast to help with digestion, and I've noticed when my body isn't working as hard to digest, I actually have an easier time staying energized and focused. And unlike other wellness shots, dose doesn't contain a bunch of sugary juices or weird powders. It's made with organic herbs and potent extracts formulated to to deliver results. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering Balanced Black Girl listeners 15% off plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. So that's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.co slash balanced less and use the code balanced less. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D L-E-S. One more time, that's dosedaily.co slash balanced less using the code balanced less B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-L-E-S. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So as you made the transition out of big law into full-time content creation, what was that like? Like I would imagine going from a really structured environment and also having to juggle a lot because working in law is very demanding, even when you're just doing that. Mm-hmm. So when you're juggling both big law and content creation, now you're moving into a space where you have full-time content creation. What was that transition like for you? Yeah, so initially 
one, like in the immediate transition, mm-hmm. it was a little bit overwhelming because I shared my story online, yeah. fully not thinking that it would be a viral moment for me, but mm-hmm. it definitely was a conversation starter. I really shared it with my audience to just let them know that the day in the life of a law firm associate is mm-hmm. no longer going to be a thing. <laughs> and to just say like, hey, things are going to be different around here. Mm-hmm. But that was a little bit of a viral moment. So it was not only a transition, but it was like a public moment for me and so that was just interesting to navigate and thankfully I had the help of family and friends Mm -hmm. and all of those things to help me navigate that on a day-to-day level like once things settled down Mm -hmm. and things were you know kind of back to normal the transition wasn't that bad I personally still decided to maintain the schedule that I had while I was working in at a law firm Mm -hmm. and Honestly, the schedule that I had for myself was based on me having two responsibilities. Yeah. So, for example, I shifted my wake up time to five, five thirty in the morning mm-hmm. because if I wake up earlier, I would have more time to, you know, maybe send off some emails related to content creation mm-hmm. before pivoting and doing work for the day. I also I the agency that I was with at the time, like had an understanding that If I had a sponsored post deadline, like I would need at least a weekend in between when the deadline was given and Mm -hmm. when the content was due so that like because I would only film on the weekends. I would not be able to film during the day. I can't Mm -hmm. film a makeup video until the sun is down Mm -hmm. and natural light is best. All of those things. But honestly, it felt pretty seamless in a way because there is enough work. (laughs) that I Mm -hmm. that I could do when I was working at a law firm I was constantly turning down opportunities Mm -hmm. I constantly was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to attend this event that you have because I don't know if I'm going to be off of work yeah and so now it's like okay I can go to the events I can you know meet the people I can meet some of the people who I've been emailing Mm -hmm. I can sit and I can film and edit all hours of the day I can travel now yeah a lot of the structure that I had when I was at the law firm which in a way like There's structure at the law firm, but sometimes there isn't because you don't know how your day is going to go. And so in that way, I even had a little bit more control over my schedule and over setting the time that I would spend working on things. But Mm -hmm. overall, it was a pretty, pretty smooth transition. Mm -hmm. But I still have to maintain a lot of the routines and a lot of the systems that I put in place to make sure that I'm staying on top of things. Mm -hmm. And we love routines and Mm -hmm. systems here at Balanced Black Girl. Can you tell us what some of those routines have been that have helped you? Yeah. So I often post about this on my stories as well. So I'll wake up, I'll like watch the sunrise. Mm -hmm. I'll go to the gym for sure. I will, you know, have a little bit of breakfast or a breakfast smoothie or protein Mm -hmm. shake. I'll read my Bible and do my skincare routine, shower. And after all of that is done, then Mm -hmm. I'm like ready to start work for the day. So I'll sit down and then check emails to get me started and then look at what I have due for the week or Mm -hmm. what's what's on the agenda for the day and then just go from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But having that foundation to your day sounds really helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. Starting my day off the same exact way every Mm -hmm. single day is really big for me. Definitely. And you also like have really fantastic discipline. Thank you. <laughs> Don't do that <laughs> while you. being self-employed. It takes a lot of discipline. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Which is not surprising because that's what got you to this point mm-hmm. through law school to where you're at. Right. So not right. surprised at all. Thank you. So now that you're in full-time content creation, I'm curious what it's been like for you in terms of maintaining those boundaries. How do you maintain what to share what to keep to yourself and kind of keep social media in check now that it's your full-time job? Yes. 
That is a good question. And I say that because now that it's my full time, I should have said this when we talked about the transition, mm -hmm. because it's it, when it wasn't my full time job yep. there, I always had goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like I always wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to have certain opportunities, mm -hmm. but there wasn't as much pressure Yep. that I put on myself to achieve those goals because it was like, well, this is not my full-time job. Like, right. this is for fun. Like, mm -hmm. the sponsored posts and the opportunities are the cherry on top, but mm -hmm. like, this is not even what I'm here for. Yeah. And transitioning into it being my job full-time, it's like there's a little bit more pressure on growing. There's a little bit yeah. more pressure on hitting certain milestones mm -hmm. and getting certain opportunities that make it such that Boundaries are important, like now more than ever. For sure. Because some of the things that I know might go viral might be things that I don't really want to talk about. Or some of the things that might go viral might be things that share a little bit too much information about my family or my mm -hmm. friends. So I, when I started out creating, had a list of just like things that I would not really feel comfortable talking about. Mm -hmm. My like big boundary is if they didn't sign up for it, I'm not really going to share about them. So yeah. a lot of times, like I don't really share that much content about my friends and I don't even really like to feature them, even though mm -hmm. I have them and they're a part of my life yeah. because they didn't necessarily sign up for this. I don't share content about my family members or with my family often because they didn't really sign up for this. Yeah. And another boundary or rule that I have is if I'm not willing to invite commentary on it, I don't want to share about it. And so that's, yeah. I think about family. Like yeah. if I don't want someone commenting on my mom's outfit or my brother's hair mm -hmm. or whatever, like I better not, like then I can't, then they have to, then it has to be off limits mm -hmm. because like, just because I'm posting about it doesn't mean I'm inviting that commentary, but like right. I have the awareness to know that that's how online, that's how people online operate. And yeah. especially with something like TikTok where the reach can go far greater than you can ever imagine. Right. Like if I'm not willing to hear what people have to say about something, mm -hmm. then I don't want to post that mm -hmm. something. So those have been my big boundaries and like helping me figure out like what, what's, what to share and what not to share. Yeah, that's such a good point. And through my content creation experience, I've had really similar boundaries where I'm like, okay, these whatever pillars, I'm willing to go all in deep on those. These specific things, off limits, we don't even talk about it so that nobody feels entitled to that information. And I think when you do it that way, you do create a sense of, of closeness with your audience where they do feel like they know you because you're willing to go all in on some things. Mm -hmm that sometimes they don't even notice what you're not talking about. <laughs> right, right. It's so funny because one day I like, I want to say earlier this year, like posted a video that was like kind of a, it was a dating related video. And mm -hmm. I don't often talk about like, I talk about dating in theory, mm -hmm. but not like personally. And that's typically where I draw the boundary. Like I'll like draw on maybe some experiences, but the moment it's like, oh, someone can gather who this was about or someone right. can gather when I'm like, I'm not going to go that deep into detail. But yeah. I shared a story that I had that was like, I guess, pretty personal. And someone commented like, huh, like interesting. Like this is not really the type of stuff that you normally post. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised to see something like this from you, but thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. And like for me, I was like happy because I was like, oh, like, so they notice yeah. when like they know what my boundaries are, even if I haven't really stated it, that like people can tell like, oh, this is not like we know that she's willing to go this far and we know that she doesn't usually talk about this type of stuff. Yeah. So 
That's why I think even having boundaries, even if you don't necessarily say like, I'm not going to ever post about these sorts of things, like having them still pays off in the long run because an audience and a community can tell what they are. Yeah. And it's hard to take that back, too, Mm -hmm. because I've seen instances where people do build platforms off of things like their dating experiences or their romantic relationships. And then when things change, they don't want to talk about it. And the audience is like, well, you brought us along this far. And I think anybody can instate a boundary at any time. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to talk about something, don't. But it can be a little bit jarring to make that switch all of a sudden. Right, right. And the same even applies to content around your job. Mm -hmm. There was, I feel like, I feel like it's not as prevalent as now these days, but there was a time where, you know, it was day in my life Mm -hmm. at this tech company or day in my life at this firm or day in my life working at this consulting. And I think we're in an era, partially in part due to my experience, I think, (laughs) where these companies are really like trying to crack down on that and trying to like not have that be a thing. And Mm -hmm. so even then, like oftentimes and personally, my boundary was when I was working at my firm was I'm never going to record in office. I'm never going to film like I'm just not going to bring the two together. But I think, yeah, oftentimes there are a lot of content creators who struggle when they lose a pillar of their content Mm -hmm. that kind of involved other people or other factors. It's definitely hard in those situations. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm with you. I mean, maybe too with me being like a millennial and being a little bit older, I just always felt like social media was so separate from work. I still have a corporate job, but I never talk about what it is. I'm always like marketing, but never the specifics because it. I think just coming up when I did, it was like those two things are totally separate. So when people are like, come to the office with me, like, oh, no, <laughs> no, it was jarring. Like, yes. I didn't even I didn't even put what firm I was working at on my LinkedIn because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want it to be. I mean, people can still find out and they did still find out, but do a little work. Right. <laughs> I'm exactly. not going to hand that to you. I'm like the words <laughs> never came from my mouth. Like yeah. I never shared where I work because mm-hmm. it just had to be separate. Yep. Like and whether or not that's a good thing. Right. Is is separate from what reality is. And the reality Mm -hmm. is there is a bit of a generational divide. Mm -hmm. And there are two schools of thought about like, you know, whether social media can be good for work or good for recruiting or good for diversity versus, you know, some people who think that it has no place in the workplace whatsoever under any circumstances. And I am not trying to, you know, I did not take on the role of being the social media freedom fighter advocate (laughs) in the workplace. So I'm not I hadn't really made that. That's not my concern. Mm -hmm. And just the awareness of the fact that there are people who do not like it in the workplace was enough for me to say, like, I don't want to do that. And it wasn't even the fact that other people don't like it. It was Mm -hmm. just the fact that, like, I don't really like it either. Like, Mm -hmm. I want some places where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just doing my job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like we can talk about the other fun things that I do outside of it because my content when Mm -hmm. I started it was meant to be an escape from law school was meant to be an escape from work like I was a teacher before law school and that Mm -hmm. was when I had started it and Mm -hmm. my content was never really about like the stuff that I did at work per se it was Mm -hmm. just like the fact that I being a teacher was a part of my identity at that moment in time so yeah, that's that's definitely where I stand on that. Definitely. And having that as a creative outlet as opposed yes. to like this is the totality of who I am. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I love Notion and I have been loud and proud about my love of Notion for years. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you already know how much I love Notion. I use it for everything. It's where I create all of my content. It's where I communicate with my team. I plan all my trips. I manage my podcast, my entire business, honestly, my entire life. I've also organized my finances in Notion and it was where I mapped out my entire debt repayment strategy all within this tool. And yet Notion has found a way to continue getting even better with the introduction of Notion AI. Notion AI can now give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your wiki, projects, docs, and meeting notes. So if you need an answer to a question that's found within another doc or that you'd have to ask someone on your team, you can ask Notion AI and get your answer instantly without leaving the current doc you're working in truly a game changer for those of us who get easily distracted when we have to go searching for information. I also love using Notion AI to generate podcast episode titles, grocery lists, to outline pieces that I'm writing, and to generate meeting agendas and outlines. Essentially, Notion AI is a secure way to help you focus on your most efficient work. Try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash balanced. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash balanced to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're also supporting our show. So it's a win-win. Again, that's notion.com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Com slash balanced. You also recently had a few videos where you were talking a little bit more about dating and Mm -hmm. some of your boundaries around dating, one of which, one of your boundaries that you said I really liked, and I would love to talk about this a little bit more, where you said you are not interested in dating somebody who is like a fan Mm. or kind of familiar with you because of social media. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I'm like, I'm I'm like, I don't mean to be like, oh, I have fans, like whatever, but more so like the energy of like being a fan. And there's a fine line, right? Yeah. Because I want to date and be with someone who is supportive of what I do. Yeah. However, I think if you are already, if you are using my content as a means of getting to know me, exactly. that's where we get to the like kind of like, I love your content. I love what you said about this and da 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 da. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, whoa, like mm-hmm. 
that's not really that desirable because yeah. I have been in instances like that before yeah. and it feels like there's a knowledge gap mm -hmm. because someone who like has that information or has all of the information that I share online about me and yeah. like has studied it is able to make decisions about where to take me or on dates or just knows information about me. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like I know nothing about you and you know a bunch of stuff about me. Yep. And and so it feels like I'm playing catch up mm -hmm. or I might feel bad because I'm just like, oh, like, I didn't know that you, this, but you know, I have siblings, you yeah. know, I'm from New York, you know, like you, you, we don't share the same experience in getting to know each other. Yep. And I, that's why I kind of have that boundary. I'm just like, no, like mm -hmm. don't sit and read my entire blog website. Like maybe <laughs> do that. Like once we've already established that, but like right. when you're coming to me with information, like, yeah, like you said once in one of these blog posts that like this time, the third, like, tell me more about that. Like it feels like an interview. It feels not like we're trying to get to know each other. So definitely like love being supportive, mm -hmm. but don't necessarily want someone studying me through my content. 100%. I completely agree. And I've had a really similar boundary when it comes to dating because it's like, I want you to get to know me through spending time with me. And then it's like, okay, are you being yourself? Are you being authentic? Or are you doing things because you think I would like it based off of what you saw? Right. And then it's just, it's a... The vibes are off right at that point right it's like just get get to know me yeah get to know me you can it's fine you know you you'll know what i do <laughs> right but and you know you'll you'll see some of the things that i post like it's like you know like like the pictures sure <laughs> but like don't you know be mm -hmm. out here studying like we can like the information that i share you can get by spending time with me exactly. like, you don't have to get it through looking up what i've posted online like you have access to me so mm -hmm. like the access to me is a much better source of that information right. than what I've posted online. And like, if I'm giving you the opportunity to have access to me, like, let's just let's just get to know each other that way. 100%. Yeah. I've usually not told people about like podcasting or content until a few dates in when I'm like, okay, I think there's mm -hmm. something here that I want to explore. But I did one time I was on a first date with this guy and I had established it pretty early in the date that that was going to be the only date. Mm -hmm. And so I obviously was like dancing around it being vague. And then I had a lovely lovely balanced black girl listener come up to us at the restaurant and be like Les oh my god hi and I was just like that damn that <laughs> that is a thing no. <laughs> no literally that is a thing that's hilarious too when you're like outside with someone and like someone recognizes you yes. and then you're just like ah my cover is blown I know that's like, like now I got to explain this no truly truly right. it'll be cause even sometimes when I meet people um when I meet like potential romantic interest like I'll share my number before mm -hmm. I share my Instagram yep. but then I remember one day I was like talking to someone and like I had given my number and then someone comes up like oh we love your Instagram content da, 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 da. and he's like what do you what do you have going on on Instagram like what's your now I want to see like what's your Instagram yep. I was like oh <laughs> cover is blown yeah. but yeah I have nothing to hide but sometimes I have to pick apart whether what's really at play because mm -hmm. it could be like the boundaries and I would appreciate getting to know you in person. Mm -hmm. But sometimes as someone who has had, who has a lot of things, markers of stereotypical success, mm -hmm. sometimes it's like what also could be at play is me being a little bit worried that like I, there's yet another thing on the list that might intimidate somebody. And like, yes, yeah, you don't want a man who's intimidated by you or whatever. But sometimes I think the reality is like, 
that is a concern mm-hmm. sometimes and yep. I have to parse through like what's at play. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want this person to be scared off by the fact that like I have a social media and that like a lot of people like are familiar with my content. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I have to work through like what's really at play here? Like, mm-hmm. is it the getting to, and sometimes I think it's just both. Yeah. I think it's both. Yeah, and it's a lot to think about all mm-hmm. at once. Yeah. yeah. So switching gears a little bit, but not quite, dating. I love your solo date. content that you do can we talk a little bit more about that yeah I've I've like kind of fallen off on solo dates but I Mm -hmm. did go to one recently Mm -hmm. and it's really funny because I really do think solo dates are just spending time with yourself outside of the home yes yep (laughs) and it's spending time with yourself because the reality is like as someone who lives alone Mm -hmm. and does a majority of the things that I do on my day-to-day alone like Every day is a solo date, theoretically. But when you, you know, the same way as a date where you set aside time Mm -hmm. for an activity, Mm -hmm. doing that alone is just really great because I use it as an opportunity to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do and Mm -hmm. felt like I needed someone to do something with, but realize I don't, right? Like, and I love it because as I continue to do it, it becomes more, I don't think the word is intuitive, but it becomes almost like a reflex. Mm -hmm. And that's the same way I am with like routines. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I'll see something really cool and exciting. And before I might've been like, oh, let me go ask my close friends, like who's available, who's free. And now it's gotten to the point where like my friends are like, dang, like I would have loved to go to this with you. (laughs) You just went. You just booked it and went. And I'm just like, oh shoot. Like (laughs) I forget, but I've gotten so comfortable with just like going out and Mm -hmm. trying new things because I'm just like, oh, like I don't have to wait for anyone. So Whether it's a bar, mm-hmm. hotel rooftop, yep. a restaurant, usually there has to be food involved. I, I said bar, but like really it's a restaurant that has a bar and I might sit <laughs> at the bar and mm-hmm. eat the food mm-hmm. <laughs> at the bar. Um, but bar, restaurant, I yeah. recently went to a cake decorating class, so that was fun. Um, but I've also like traveled solo. Mm-hmm. I went to Bali by myself mm-hmm. last year. So I really just got uncomfortable with just doing things by myself. And that a lot of times stems from the place of recognizing that I do most of the things that I do on a day-to-day by myself, right? Like if I can go to the grocery store alone, I go to workout classes sometimes Mm -hmm. alone, like it is okay. And so, okay, what's the difference between sitting at home and and eating dinner and sitting at a restaurant eating dinner? Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, definitely. I've had really similar experiences because I've done a lot of solo travel this year. And so I had a lot of people ask, oh my gosh, solo travel, was it so transformative? And I was like, you know, not really, because right. like I already do my own thing a lot and I live alone. So I'm just doing my own thing in a different place, which you still learn a lot about mm-hmm. yourself. Even if instead of like staying at home for dinner, you go to a different environment at a restaurant, like you can still learn about yourself going to different environments. But I'm like, when you're used to just kind of vibing and doing your own thing, you just you do your own thing in different places. Right, <laughs> right. No, I totally hear that. And I'm even thinking about like anytime people are like, oh, solo travel, like what? What is that like? I'm like, well, sometimes I just envision like I'm scouting the country for mm-hmm. if I wanted to move here. Like mm-hmm. people move to new cities by themselves. Yeah. People move to new countries by themselves. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, is it dangerous? Like, da-da-da-da. I'm kind of just like people have moved here. Mm-hmm. Like people live here. I could move here. Yeah. Like, you know, so for me, it's just like I'm just scoping out a, a new country to yeah. potentially move to. I don't actually have plans to move to the country, but mm-hmm. that's what really helps me when I'm thinking about like, oh, is it scary to travel abroad by yourself? I'm like, if I were starting from scratch in a new city, in a new at a new place, like this is I, I would have to mm-hmm. like this would have to be the experience. Yeah. And so 
that's also helpful because I think it realized it helps me not get too attached to a place or not get too mm-hmm. dependent on other people to yep. to make certain decisions because sometimes you do have to pick up and start all over again yep. and I think spending more time with yourself solo helps get in that in that place where you're able to do that absolutely yeah and as someone who's a little bit older, I've had the experience where a lot of my 20s kind of passed me by and I didn't do a lot of things that I wanted to do because I was waiting to have mm. other people to do it with. And sometimes that just falls through schedules, budgets, whatever. People can't always be where you're at to do the things you want to do. And and I do kind of regret that a little bit mm. when I was younger waiting. And I think that's why now that I'm a little older, I'm like, you, yeah, I'll just go. Yeah, people can't necessarily let life pass them by or not do things that they really want to do waiting on other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like we we live a life like we are the main character of our lives. Right. And like that means that there are going to be some certain things that we have to do on our own. And even if we don't have to do them on our own, it's mm-hmm. like just knowing that we can do them mm-hmm. on our own sometimes it's helpful too. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can also have amazing experiences, meet amazing people. I meet so many people when I'm by myself. Yes. Like when I went solo to Bali last year and that was that experience was mainly because no one else was available at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to travel to the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. I was just about to start a new job that I knew was going to be pretty demanding. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, if I don't really go to Bali now, like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to take two, three weeks off to go to Bali because that's not a short trip. Yeah. And night one, I was there and, you know, another, not a travel, but there's a group based in Bali called Black and Bali. Mm -hmm. And like immediate first night I'm there. I met a ton of people and now I'm like, all right, I'm set for the trip. Like yeah. that, that was it, right? Like right. you're never really solo. Mm-hmm. You're maybe moving through the world on your own, but you're never really like the only person in a situation because there are people across the world. So yeah, yeah I meet so many people when I'm out by myself. Like I think that that even encourages meeting people because they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, like what's your story? What's your vibe? Why are right. you here? There's a curiosity that comes with seeing people by themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's actually ironically being out alone is a great social activity. It absolutely is. And I think sometimes when you have those interactions with people, even if it's just in passing, like learning someone's story, you never see them again. Those interactions can be such a blessing where if you are only out maybe with your group of friends or with a partner or whatever, you can be a little bit closed off to those interactions. Mm -hmm. And I think doing things solo just keeps you open in a really beautiful way. Right. Agreed. For sure. Yeah. So as we start to close out the year, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to travel, travel, travel. I traveled out of the country once this year. I went to Nigeria in April for Mm -hmm. a wedding. So that wasn't quite vacation. It Mm -hmm. was like a week long wedding. There were wedding activities every single day. So Mm -hmm. it was like the wedding was the travel. (laughs) But I am so excited. I'm going to Kenya and Zanzibar in October Mm -hmm. and... I'm stopping by Houston, I mean, Austin rather, for Mm -hmm. Afrotech for a little bit. So excited to, you know, be social. And then at the end of November or start of December, I'm going to South Africa. And I'm so excited for South Africa as well. And then at the end of December, I'm going to Ghana. And then we'll do the first week of January in Nigeria. So just a lot of travel to Africa, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's that's like the source and inspiration of a lot of like my excitement towards the end of the year. And I'm just such a big Christmas girl, too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm ready for that Christmas tree to be up. (laughs) Like the first day I see 50 degree weather as Mm -hmm. the high, I'm like, oh, the tree might as well be up. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 
Yeah. So I'm excited for all of those things. I love that. Well, I'm excited. Whatever you decide to share of your trips, I'm excited to see it all. Yeah. I think my Kenya and Zanzibar trip is going to be like a true vacation. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not even like thinking about outfits or Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what would I pack if I were just trying to chill? Right. But like, I think I'm going to get heavy into the content for South Africa and Mm -hmm. Ghana and Nigeria. So yeah, I'm excited to share all of that. That's going to be so good. And what's inspiring you creatively right now? Yeah. So right now, I think creatively I'm inspired by just the concept of, I think I'm, I'm one, I feel like I'm like going through like a personal creative renaissance. Mm-hmm. And so one, I think what's inspiring me creatively is my childhood. I think looking back on some of the things that I did as a child mm-hmm. and realizing like, oh, those were like true things that I love. And they were almost like yep. foreshadowing or foretelling of my future yes. in a way. So like I was an easy bake oven kid <laughs> through and through. And like, I really do love to bake and mm-hmm. I love to cook. And I've been getting back into that because I didn't necessarily have the time to do it fully when yeah. I was like working at a law firm and like, mm-hmm. I was walking through Whole Foods one day randomly as I was like, I think I was trying to make creme brulee, which I did. And it turned out really nice, which was like so exciting. that yes. It was like, ah, creme brulee. <laughs> and like, I was just excited by like all of the ingredients. And I'm just like, oh, like they have a vanilla bean, right? Like they and they have like the flaky sea salts mm-hmm. that I need. And they have the like random castor sugar like they have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, grocery stores are so exciting because like their ingredients <laughs> here and like whatever you need, like it is at the grocery store, depending on where you are, we can get a whole conversation about access and things like that. But yeah, yeah. I was excited by just the ingredients on the shelves at the grocery store yeah. and the fact that I could make the random things that I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. So looking back on my childhood, I'm like, oh, I really loved the Easy Bake Oven. I really loved teaching. Like I, as some on some birthday, like asked for a chalkboard. Like I was like, <laughs> I just want like a pretend, a chalkboard so I can be a pretend teacher. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I actually was a teacher at some point and I love through my content, I love to educate mm-hmm. as well. And so I'm like, huh, like all of these things that I did as a child, like they were true loves and I got to love them without restriction. Mm-hmm. And like going back to those things has really inspired me in a lot of ways. So I'm just really excited to kind of go back to some of the basic things that I got to do as a child that brought me excitement because I think like there there was something there. Mm-hmm. That is so inspiring. I think there is something to the interest that our young selves have before we get programmed to think that like, certain things are realistic or good or bad, like those innate things mm-hmm. that we're drawn to and interested in, those are definitely still within us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think just thinking about creativity and what mm-hmm. it looks like through the years, mm-hmm. like I think as kids, we're so free to be creative yep. and it gets a little bit stifled as we get older. And yeah. so just thinking about what creativity looks like, like as an adult mm-hmm. is It's been a process, but it's also really exciting. Absolutely. And something that I noticed was a theme kind of in that last answer that you gave and something that you said at the beginning of the conversation was finding joy in the little things and Mm -hmm. getting excited about the little things, whether that's like finding your vanilla bean at the grocery store or getting excited about an outfit that you were putting together, Mm -hmm. even while you were still in law. Like it sounds like you do a really good job being present and getting excited about the little things, which I think is so important. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have like moments where it's like hard for me to even explain Mm -hmm. just the like certain certain mundane things can be so mind blowing. Like 
I'm forever, my mind will forever be blown at like lightning bugs. And like, that's probably <laughs> going to be my like key word for when I'm just like, mm. like, think about how crazy that is. <laughs> like, these are insects that are creating light, like <laughs> literal light. Like what is going on here? And so, yeah, I think just having those little things that I'm just like, whoa, like yeah. this is, this is way more massive than we give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Like, this is way more like I think those things like keep me creative and keep me just like in awe of the world around us, which yes. is just such a good feeling to have. It is. It's something that I think we take for granted, especially as we get older. A few years ago, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. She has two young daughters and she had these like flowers on the table and her daughter had like leaned over to get something on the table and realized that the flowers smelled good. Mm. And she was like, wow, like, can you believe this? These smell so good. And I was like, To be amazed at something as small as flowers smelling good as adults, we take that for granted. And to see somebody be so excited about something so small, but that is still amazing, like reminds us to enjoy the little things. Right, right. To be a kid again, you get a lot of inspiration from them. (laughs) Yes, learn so much from them. Annie, thank you so much for joining me today. Please let the people know where they can find you and how they can keep in touch with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I know sometimes on YouTube, sometimes, but not really. <laughs> um, but on Instagram and TikTok at any given Sunday. So that's E N I given Sunday. And I also have a blog as well. So anygivensunday.com to check out some of the longer form thoughts that I have or longer form content that I put out. So yeah, super excited to see, to do, you know, everything that's ahead and really glad I could be here today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming and just for sharing with us and inspiring us to continue choosing ourselves, betting on ourselves. We'll make sure all your info is linked in the show notes so everybody can find you. I'm sure y'all are already following me. I know you are. So, but in case like the five of you may be listening that aren't, we'll have all of her information linked in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening this week and we will see you next Tuesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.